0: This is Monday Morning Meditations number 34 on the Rising Man Podcast with Jetty Azuma. We all in this together. Good Rising family. Happy Monday morning to you. And let's get this week started off Blazing. Like, full fire, full gasoline, let's pour it all on. I am bringing you guys some straight truth from the heart on this episode today. There are some big things that have been coming up in my personal reflections on my life and where we are in the world right now. So, before I jump into that, a couple of quick announcements. If y'all don't know by now, Conscious Man Brotherhood, CMB, the Council of Kings that I am a part of, men who have come together with a shared mission to make sure that no man ever has to feel alone or isolated or unique in his experience ever again. We're starting a movement. We're contributing to this shift in the paradigm of what it means to be a man in the world and how we can support each other, how we can do manhood and masculinity in a new way. And in our efforts to make sure that no man is left behind, we've created a virtual brotherhood called The Pack. It's a Facebook group that I want every man who's listening to this to head over and get yourself inside of this group right now, because this is where it starts. This is where we learn how to support each other and how to share our truth and hold space for the truth of another man. So right now, pause the podcast, go to facebook.com groups slash The Pack Brotherhood, Get yourself involved today. Shoot a screenshot. Send it to us. I want to see you guys stepping in, leaning in, because this is how we make a difference. This is how we impact the culture and leave a legacy for our children to be proud of. And another opportunity to be involved in a circle of men is to step into our Rising Man Fire Circle. This is where once a month we collaborate, we connect, we get together virtually to speak about these topics that we talk about here on the podcast and see how they're relevant in our own experiences. So last month we had our first Rising Man Fire Circle of the year. It was straight fire, Uh, there's no other way to describe it. To bring men from different backgrounds, different belief systems, different parts and corners of the world together to share what's going on for us, and then to challenge ourselves, challenge each other to step into this new standard of manhood and masculinity. That's what we're all about. So the next Fire Circle is going to be this Saturday, February 23rd from 3 to 5 p.m. PST, Pacific Standard Time. If you've never been to a Fire Circle before, you're welcome to come as a guest for your first time. In order to help support what we're doing here with the Rising Man podcast and the Rising Man movement, we've been graciously asking for your contributions to help put Resources behind what we're doing here on the podcast. So, if you want to be a part of the fire circle, then head over to patreon.com, P A T R E O N.com, slash rising man. Join up at the $33 tier. That's going to get you access to the rising man fire circles every month, access to me, access to my rising man power team, and this growing community network of rising men who want to be engaged in this conversation and who want to go beyond just listening to the podcast, but actually applying what we're speaking Speaking about to our lives so we can be the best men, be the men that we've always wanted to be. All right, without further ado, the topic for this week's Monday morning meditation is family, the new tribe. So in preparing for this topic, I started off by asking myself a question that, frankly, I've been asking myself a lot lately, and that is, what are we actually doing here on the Rising Man podcast? What have we been creating for the past 12 months? What have we been building here? What momentum are we generating and for what? Because when this idea first came to me, it was to begin a conversation about manhood, to begin a conversation about masculinity, to understand better the experiences of men and to make them available to men all over the world and to see what was born from that place. And in my years, I've learned that visions evolve over time. A vision is not a fixed target. It's a target that keeps moving. And when you get to a milestone, we have to constantly be reflecting and looking at what we're creating here. And I realized that this is way more than a conversation about what it means to be a man. That's like, base level, phase one of the rising man. This is a conversation about humanity, about our legacy that we're leaving behind to our children. It's about the planet, this world, this home that we have, that we share with all other forms of life, this tiny rock in a vast universe that we all get to call home. This is more than just the rising man. This is the rising Human. man. This is rising as people, choosing a new way to be, a more effective way to be that we can pass on to our children, to our grandchildren, to the next seven generations to set them up for whatever the world looks like come that time. And so when I asked myself this question, I realized that I've been in a very personal process ever since I was a little kid of redefining and rediscovering what it means to be a part of a community to be a part of a tribe, to be a part of a family. These words that are thrown around so often in our culture these days. You know, How many times have you seen a different tribe? How many different tribes are you a part of on Facebook and social media in your lives? When you actually think about it, what does that actually mean? And so I went all the way back to when I was nine years old and my mom was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Now, as a nine-year-old, I had no clue how to comprehend my mom has cancer. At that time, all we knew about cancer was that usually it led to your death. Usually cancer killed you because we didn't have all the research. We didn't have all the billions of dollars behind finding a cure to these diseases. And so at that time, as a nine-year-old boy, I was struggling grappling with the idea that maybe I will lose my mom. Maybe I will grow up without my mom being here. Maybe I'll wake up tomorrow and she won't be here for me anymore. And obviously, if you could put yourself in that place, a nine-year-old boy with a three-year-old brother and a 19-year-old older brother and a dad trying to figure out how do we do this? How do we do this as a family? Because at that time, family to me was anybody I shared blood with. Anybody that I shared a relative or an ancestor with, that was family to me. And at this time, this was the first great challenge in my family that I ever had to experience. We had no idea how to do it ourselves. In fact, we couldn't do it ourselves. And this is how I first found community because my blood relatives, my aunties, my uncles, my grandparents, they did so much to support us in this time they still couldn't do enough. We still needed more than that to make it through this time. I was fortunate to grow up with some amazing friends who had amazing parents and amazing families, really, that circled around my family during this time. Friends that we had only really shared sports and athletics together up to this point and playdates after school. But when this tiny community found out that my mom was going through some of the hardest health challenges she's ever had in her life, they circled around us and held us. I remember sleeping over a different friend's house every night of the week while my mom was in the hospital receiving every single treatment that was known to modern medicine at that time. I remember having a rotation of play dates after school and staying at my friend's house through dinnertime because my dad had to take my mom into New York City for her treatments and her doctor's appointments. And he had to be there so hard for my mom and trying to hold it down, working a job. Like I just can't even, going back in my mind now as a father, I just can't even imagine how he held it all. And in reflection, I realized it was because community found us. Community circled around us. And this planted a seed in me. Fortunately, after about a year and a half of incessant treatments and going through all different types of shit, my mom being taken away in an ambulance multiple times, seeing my dad cry for the second time in my life because he thought that my mom was gonna die, she made it through. She survived. And the beautiful gift aside from her life, aside from us keeping our family together was this newfound sense of community a sense that we're not alone. My family is not alone here. We have more to lean on. And those friends, those parents of my friends became aunties and uncles to me as well. And I don't know how unique of an experience this is, but to me and what I know of the world now, it seems pretty unique that there would be people who are not blood-related that circle around each other to help each other in their hardest, most challenging times. And as I've gotten older, I've researched and I've looked into how people have lived throughout the history of humans. And I always come back to the same thing. We did it together. We banded together because to survive on this planet through all the different eras of human history, it required that we leaned on each other, that we supported each other. And in my own evolution as a human from boy to man, I've had to redefine community over and over and over again. I began to use the word community through college when I found my brothers, when I found my sisters, the people that I experienced deep and heartfelt resonance with, the people whom I trusted at times more than my parents, more than my biological blood family, because they really got me, because we found each other and we supported each other in some of our hardest times. When I was in college, that was community to me. And that community through my early 20s grew into something new and different, something deeper than just people you share time and space with. This was sharing a journey with people, a sense of vision, a sense of purpose, a sense of something that unites us beyond blood. So community evolved into tribe because we needed something that was bigger than community. Community is like your community center. It's like the YMCA. It's where a lot of people come. You don't know everybody, but it's pretty friendly, and there's something that everybody shares. But tribe, that's deeper. Those lines run way deeper. And so I began to explore and experience what tribe life was like through my 20s, banding together with people from different backgrounds, different experiences, different ways of being raised, and finding something common that united us. For me and my tribe, it was a vision of a new world, of raising children together with new culture, new traditions, new ways of being that was different than the way we were raised, taking the best parts of our upbringing and applying them forward to our children's lives. (laughs) Now, if I'm speaking honestly, in my 20s, we were still very much discovering what it meant to be an adult. (laughs) So the vision for raising kids together was happening when we were still kids, but it was a seed. It was planted and that seed has sprouted and it has grown. And for me, it's grown in the most beautiful of ways. Because if there's one thing I've learned, not everybody travels with you throughout your entire life. In fact, we're fortunate if we have a handful of people who travel with us from A to B, from start to finish on this journey. For those of us who can find the real ones, the ride or die folks, the people who will show up and be there for you in anything you need, and the people that you will be there for any time of the night, any circumstances, without a doubt, those are the people that are special. And so tribe for me became the new paradigm, the new model, and I Gathered and collected an amazing array of characters in my life, many of whom are still in my life in expanding circles of consciousness, expanding circles of influence. But it evolved yet again when I got married, and my closest brothers began to found their partners as well. And we started to have children, and we started to see the makings of this vision we had nearly a decade before start to come to life. When my son was born, that sense of tribe didn't really seem to fit anymore. And when I started living together with some of the people I love and trust most in this world, just a few years ago, we sat down and realized that community and tribe doesn't do it anymore. This is family. This is family. Family are the people that you choose to create with. Family are the people that you find in your life that you choose to build a new way of being with. And it's my belief that if we're going to make any progress on this world together, if we're going to make any progress towards rewriting the history, shifting the paradigm, healing the masculine, healing the feminine, healing humans in general, healing the planet, then it's going to require that we find family for ourselves, that we begin with the small spiral at the center the smallest dot in the middle of the piece of paper and then spiraling outward till we have expanding circles of family becoming the new world tribe. So how do do we define family? How do we define what it means to have people in your life that you live for, that you live with? It takes a lot. I'll be honest with you guys. It takes a lot. I've been living in community, in tribe with my soul family, for years now. And I will tell you honestly, and they will too, that it's some of the most challenging and confronting conversations that we've ever had to have. Because in order to live life in this way, we must surrender and give up our own personal desires, our own beliefs of what it will look like. Because the shared vision is not one person's vision. It's our vision. It's a journey we all get to walk on together. We get to lean into the trust that our family will take care of us. We don't need to just look out for ourselves anymore. And in this vision that I have, going all the way back to what the rising man is all about, is that someday, my children, your children, our grandchildren, our great-great-great-grandchildren that will never see our faces in the flesh, will get to experience family on a deep level. they will get to experience that layer of support that I first felt when my mom had cancer and that I've continued to feel and grow and evolve with over my last 20 years. And I pray that each of us gets to have that, that we each get to put our attention on our family, not just your blood family, but your family, the people that you came here to be with, the people that you came here to build with, to grow with, a vision that unites you as a people again. This, in my opinion, is the way we do it. This is where it starts. This is where all of the problems that we see on the surface get solved. When we fly up to that 30,000 foot perspective, right up with the eagles looking down and saying, we started by rediscovering and redefining family. So that's why I consider family to be the new tribe. Tribe is a word that's thrown around because it's, it's a really enticing and attractive term. It's a really attractive word for what it represents. Tribal peoples were people who lived life this way. They knew that the survival of any one of them depended on all of them working together, cohabitating together, looking out for each other, watching out for predators, watching out for invaders in their land. It's how a lot of other animals in the animal kingdom do it. There aren't a lot of solo lone wolves out there succeeding and surviving on their own. The most successful species work together. And so my intention is that this episode, this message lands for you somewhere deep in your DNA, back however many generations you need to go where family was the way of being, where communion living underneath the umbrella of one vision was the way that we did it and that it activates that part of your DNA, that sacred part of you that wants nothing more than to belong to something bigger than yourself because I feel the same thing. I know that we all have it in us. I know that deep down, every single one of us wants to see that, feel that, experience that in this life and we can have it right now. We can have it right now and we can pass on the greatest gift that we ever could manifest to our children this new definition of family. And so the action step for this week is to just take some time and look at your life. Who is your family? Who are the people that you can lean on for anything? Who are the people that you are building something with? Maybe it's somebody who just came into your life, but there's that recognition that, hey, we're here, we're in this together, because that's possible. There's always the beginning of that relationship of family. But that recognition, it doesn't happen with everybody. You can have homies, you can have friends, you can even have best friends, but family, this new definition of family, this new definition of what tribe was and now gets to be, is sacred and different. So just take some time. Reflect on who your family is. And if you find that you don't have many people in your life or any people in your life to call family then just let that sit, let that land with you for a minute and realize that your family's out there waiting for you, waiting for you to have enough clarity on what your life is about so that you can share that with the world and let that be the magnet that draws your family in. Let's do this family, we all in this together. Every single one of us is in this together and while we may have our own nuclear families, (laughs) our our soul families that we find, that we create, that we generate in this lifetime, ultimately we're all part of the one family. The one family under the sun. For those of you fellas who are lit up by this the same way that I am, I'm I'm pumped right now. I'm recording this. It's 1240 a.m. on a Friday going into Saturday, 1240 a.m. And this message is pouring out of my heart right now. I'm calling all you men who are feeling that with me right now to make sure you get your butt to the Rising Man Fire Circle this Saturday, February 23rd from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want to get an invite, if you're a guest, hit us up with a direct message, however you do that, whether it's via email at therisingmanpodcast at gmail.com, send me a private message on Instagram, Facebook Messenger, however you do it, and we'll get you the Zoom link so you can be there so you can feel this extension of family, this extension of what it means to have support again in this world. And if you want to be a part of this on a recurring basis, then you can head over to patreon.com, patreoncom ncom slash Rising Man. Hit the $33 tier and you're in. We got you. You're, you're with us. You're sitting around the fire. Reserve your seat right now. And after that, make sure you subscribe to the Rising Man podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Help us raise our ratings. Leave some comments. Leave some reviews. Because The Rising Man is growing and it's here to stay. So make sure we get those ratings and those reviews up so we can spread this message to more men across the world. Big ups to my Rising Man power team. So much love for you fellas. I'm just going to drop the names this week because each one of you guys deserves to be seen witnessed and celebrated for how you've supported the rising man so far sean offenbach at infinite melodics on instagram rowan at rowan on instagram julian subic mark rose you guys know i wouldn't be here without you guys until next time rise up and claim your destiny